We've both lost a parent, your mum, my dad. Your dad. dad. Within four months of each other, seven years before we knew each other. And so the first conversation figured out that we'd suffered loss and that was kind of a tick. Totally. Weirdly enough, it's like, oh, Oh, you get me. She gets it. (laughs) Here it is, folks. (laughs) You're listening in the first tears on the Good Grief Podcast. To be able to think, I want you here, but I'm also prepared to let you go to heaven. Which is ultimately so much better than here, but... My fleshly selfishness Need wants mom. my mum. I wanted to see me get married. I wanted to see me have kids. Like. I think that's huge too, just speaking about people. We shy away from it because we don't want to upset somebody else. Yeah, we think bringing it up will hurt them, but it actually helps. So if you're a supporter, if you don't know what to do, just talk about the loved one. Ask about them. Tell me a story about when they made you laugh. Welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. It's great to have you with us, and this is our first episode ever. Ever, ever. We're excited to be here. It's been a long time coming, and I think for the people listening at home or in their cars or working out or on a walk with their dog, they probably need to know a few things about us first. Ooh, yeah, they might. Um, But maybe we share what the podcast is about and going to be about moving forward. Yeah, so we'd love to just help people do grief better. Yeah, because there's life after loss. There is. There's so much after loss. And we'd love you guys to have direction and purpose and feel accepted and just not weird, but heard. Right. I mean, there's plenty of weirdness in it. Um, But but you're not the only one. That's right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's the sort of the lay of the land. We're going to dive into all things grief on this podcast And it's going to be, first of all, tapping into your grief. Uh, In the next episode, we'll be looking into my grief. Uh, And then from there, we're going to dive into all sorts of topics um, from, you know, anticipatory grief. Yes, you got that right. Yeah. (laughs) We've been been practicing that word, everybody. (laughs) Anticipatory grief. You you can say it from now on. All right, I'll say it from now on. Um, To tragic... You know, tragic death to long-standing death, um, death of pets, of spouses, siblings, children, grandparents, supporters of grievers. Yeah, and everything in between. Yeah, Um, but first, the splash of faith as well. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's been a huge part of our journey. That's Mm -hmm. seen us through. Yeah. uh, If you're listening and you've got a faith, you're in the right place. If you're listening, you don't have faith. That's totally cool as well. It's great to have you on board. Totally cool. So let's kick off with a couple of fun facts that people should know about us before we start. Yeah. Where do we go? Well, if you haven't already guessed, we're married. Thank God for that. (laughs) Yes. Been married almost four years. Yep. And we've both lost a parent. Yeah. Your mum. My mum. Your dad. dad. My dad. Yeah. Within four months of each other. And guys, this was... Seven years before we knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the first conversation that we had got to, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of our family, family and, and figured out that we'd suffered loss and gone through grief. Mm. And so that was kind of a tick. Mm, <laughs> Weird, totally. Weirdly enough, it's like, huh, oh, you get me. She gets hey. it. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can hang out a bit more. Um, yep. Both parents immigrants. Yeah, we just figured that out. Hey. Well, not that part. We knew oh, that they were sorry. immigrants. No, but I just had the thought like, hey, we both both lost our parent who wasn't the Australian. 
Yeah. Yeah. The Aussies survived. The Aussies survived. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> take of that what you will. And we're in our home. Yeah, this is our lounge room. Mm-hmm. We've set up, set up shop. And we're very excited for this podcast. Mm. So why don't it's we... It's been brewing for a little while, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So why don't we kick in? Yeah, let's kick in. You up for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for everybody tuning in... There's going to be tears. There's going to be laughter. Uh, when I'm involved, there's usually tears. So Yeah. But You're safe. Kay- You're safe with me. <laughs> Kaylee will cry in a Marvel movie. So yeah. that's just setting the tone. If you're crying at home, totally cool. There's nothing wrong with tears. Um, it's a huge relief. I'm glad that I have the ability to cry. Mm. Otherwise, I'd probably explode. There's nothing wrong with tears. Even if they're in a Marvel movie. And there's nothing wrong with laughter. Yeah. And so we're going to try and balance the both. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you laugh along. Hopefully you cry along. Um, and find some helpful, practical yeah. tips, tricks and steps along the way. Or just an aha moment. Yeah. About your own grief journey. So let's talk about you. Yep. Um, I've got tissues I prepared earlier. Thanks. Back here. <laughs> um, so tell us about your mum, Claudette. Yeah. So she was a wonderful woman. She was one of the best and um, she touched many lives. I was in my 20s and she was late 40s and I I am the woman I am because of her and my brothers as well, but they're men. <laughs> So you're one of four kids. I'm one of four. I'm second oldest. Only girl. Only girl. Three brothers. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> Had to fight for it. Yeah. Mum and dad. Great marriage. Yes. Amazing family home. Yeah. Christian home. Christian home. Um, when was it that you found out? I mean, tell us about mum. What did you find out? When was that? Yeah. So um, just a little bit of tiny backstory. Mum grew up in uh she got to australia when she was five but it was not not your normal upbringing she had a little bit of a rough upbringing so um that probably added to the trauma which possibly caused the cancer right yeah so um what was the question again (laughs) well you were going into a bit of backstory i was i was but i thought they needed to know yeah so when was it, I guess, that you first found out about cancer? Yeah. So I was 17. I'd just finished school. And as far as my memory goes, I came home. I remember being in our – we lived in a big two-story house at that time, open foyer, and I walked – I was standing there. And, I think, yeah, I think mum mom just told me, hey, I thought you should know I've found a lump in my breast. I'm getting it checked out and no need to worry. We're just doing all the things. I was like, okay, all right. Mum was always positive. She was the positive one. She brought the the laughter and the joy and, hey, in our family, we're positive. You know, we're always prayerful. We're always, yeah, thinking the best. Sure. And so obviously it was cancer. Yes. And so... You know, what what happened from that point on? Yep. So mum didn't want to go the chemo route. Mm-hmm. She tried all things natural, changed her diet. Um, yeah, lost a bunch of weight. And um, yeah, 
just just tried all sorts of things which um yeah helped towards yeah eating it eating away the cancer and whatnot and she actually got the all clear after yeah she came out months came out clear yeah yeah 12 months so it was quite quick yeah right yeah so something had worked or they'd missed something that I don't know. I'm okay. assuming I'm assuming it had worked. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so at the time you then had the all clear, you went travelling? Yeah. Uh it was a couple of years later. So yeah, she had a she had a good couple of years in there. Totally and healthy, totally fine. Yeah, as far as we knew. Yeah. yeah. Uh twenty one, I went travelling. When you were twenty one, not twenty twenty one. Yes. When I was twenty one. I went travelling around the world for six months and while keeping in touch with family back home I just knew that mum had a bit of back, back pain and um, was trialing a bunch of things right yeah and so at the time back pain it wasn't you know you just everyone thought back pain I mean we've both got back pain yeah we don't think anything of it we've got long-standing injuries yeah but for your mum same everyone just back pain yeah she's in her 40s mm-hmm. yeah people get back pain sure so yeah. um yeah Okay, so then what progressed from there? Yeah, so she she went and saw about like 10 different specialists and none of them, knowing her history of breast cancer, suggested an MRI. Wow. And that was probably, yeah, like a 12-month window again. And so we say that we probably lost her that year because it turns out when she did get suggested to have an MRI and did... Um, she had three tumors on her spinal cord, oh. causing that back pain. Wow. Yeah. So it was in that year you feel the doctors missed it. Yeah, that Two. it grew, it like the the growth in Just that compounded. twelve months compa- like would have compounded, and if we had a caught it sooner, right, we probably could have done something. Wow. Did you hold any? Do you did you hold any resentment to the doctors? How did your family sort of take that? Yeah, I mean, we're all like, we all agreed on that statement and right. it was a bit frustrating. Because I would have been, yeah, I would have yeah. been fuming. For medical like, professionals yeah. to not, yeah, think that this could be something that could have come back, a mm. resurgence, I think is that what you call it? Yeah. And so, the, um, let's keep the three syllable words. <laughs> That probably is a three-syllable one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, so from there, um, yeah, I'd, I'd come home from the states. Mum, uh, mum was trying hydrotherapy, so I like went mm-hmm. to the pool with her, mm-hmm. and so she would she tried all sorts of things, like proper medical professionals. And anyway, so then, um, yeah, we found out that that it was back, but different, right. and. And so it was spreading and um, a series of events happened. Can't remember their chronological order, but... And that's uh, just because it's a blur, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a blur. Like so much happened yeah. and in even those though, and next even, few years. Even though you weren't maybe like conscious of anticipatory grief, maybe it was partly there or... Because I know, you know, we know grief causes just a blur of timelines and scenarios maybe it was to do with that yeah maybe or it's just so long ago now yeah and there were so many things yeah Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, bit denial, bit like trying to stay naive so that the less I knew, the less I worried. Yep. And hoping for the miracle. Yep. 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 We're very, stayed prayerful, stayed faithful. Yeah. Stayed believing. Yeah. Okay. That she'd get a miracle. And so out of all of the things, I know there was something called Black Salve. Yes. That your mum tried. Yep. Can you just explain to everyone what black salve is? Because to me, it is the most crazy, freakish stuff I've ever heard of. It is crazy, freaky stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's basically seven natural ingredients that when they're put together, they become like a paste. And that when put to skin, if there's something underneath it that's either cancerous or tumorous. It responds. It responds. It reacts. And it acts like a like an acid on the skin and then a drawing ointment. So it then draws out the cells. And you've explained it to me like it, it's an open wound. So it, it creates an open wound, yeah. Yeah, because you might not just need to do it once. You might need to then reapply. So To the wound. Yeah, so it's, it's drawn out these cells and you'd, you'd usually cover it in a bandage. So when you go to check it, it usually takes about a week. Wow. Six, six to eight days to work, depending how big or whatever it is. Um, and then you get flesh come out in your Crazy. bandage. So then you've got this open patch of flesh that then you put more onto. And so then this stuff wow. is burning. And it yeah. has been effective for drawing out cancer? like Oh, so many people use it. It's okay. actually been taken down by like, I don't know the name of the Australian people of health organizational okay. things. Sure. Um, yeah, they've 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 taken people so down, a, like their clinics and things, so who it's have like been a black using market, it. You know, so, it's considered yeah. black market now. Yeah, find on the black market, the black self. <laughs> I don't even know how to get onto the black market. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's not as hard as it sounds. We were getting it but, through a guy at the Sunny Coast who yeah. had his clinic shut down. He was running out of right. his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know what it feels like personally because you used it as well. I did, yeah. yeah. Quick story, I'd found a lump under my arm when mum was getting her treatment and um, at first it was coming and going and then it ended up staying and it was sensitive and I got it tested and it did react. And so I had the treatment for like 10 months every week with my mum. And out of 10, pain level for this stuff? That's like 12.5. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, you're the strongest, I'm ready for anything. Strongest person, <laughs> far out. Okay, but at the time it was just like we just thought this is this is what we got to do. Like, yeah, if this is reacted, totally. You know, let's just roll with it and mm-hmm. see what happens. And it was it was a precautionary thing that we just thought yeah. we're doing the best thing at the time. And you're all good. Yeah, yeah. Haven't had any other. You're all good. Anything since yes. then? Yeah. Um, okay, so back to your mum. Mm-hmm. Where are we at the journey here, Black Cell? Yeah, so we're now like two two years after she okay. got it a sec got cancer a second time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still still having the back pain. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, can't remember the chronological order of things, but at some point in there she had an operation and they put a steel rod in against her spine to to help support it yeah, because it was like she was starting to hunch over a bit from the pressure on the wow. spinal cord. Yeah. Wow. She couldn't hold her upper thoracic up properly. Okay. Yeah. 
And she was... As I check my posture. (laughs) (laughs) And you, you know, you cared for her from home for the most part. Yeah, like she was in and out of hospital for maybe... She'd go in for a couple of days sometimes Mm -hmm. just when there was a... Something unusual or... But I know you'd set up a bed at home. So that was, yeah, her last 12 months. Right. um, She ended up losing feeling in her legs. Wow. And was bedridden. So we had to set up a hospice bed. Your dad worked by her side. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's desk was like right next to her. But he was also working out of Papua New Guinea at the time. So we had... Blue care nurses coming in a couple of times a week, helping. Mum had a bunch of awesome friends who would come and some were nurses and stuff too. Sure. So they would come and take some shifts and then us kids and then dad when we, when he was mm. home. Yeah. And so I know that the journey was like mostly, it was, it was steady or stable. Yeah. Until it came much closer toward the end and it did, you know, progress quite quicker, quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so we were preparing for my brother's wedding, my oldest brother, Chris. Right. Yeah, we had been on a family holiday to Hawaii the year before and he met his wife there. And so they were getting married and we were going back to Hawaii to... Um, and mum was going with you. Mum was going with us. Yeah. We're all going again 12 months later. And my auntie and I had taken mum shopping in the wheelchair found to find dress. a couple of dresses mm-hmm. that she could wear for... The occasions. And this was your eldest brother, their firstborn son, and first first one to wedding. get married. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so you didn't get the best news. Yeah. So dad had gone away on a trip. Mum looked all good. All of a sudden, she just wasn't having a great time breathing. And so we got Doctor Kathy over, our family doctor, and she came to home visit and um, and just all of a sudden just said. This doesn't look good. She's not going to be able to go to Hawaii. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, we've got dresses. and (laughs) We've got dresses. We're going. (laughs) We've got the flights. Like, no, everything's like ready to go. We're like six weeks out. And um, she's like. She's pretty serious about it. Yeah, she was like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to tell your dad. Either he has to stay here with her or someone has to look after her. And and he goes, but she's not going to Hawaii. And I was like. So what happened from there? Um, she went to hospital. Yeah, she got admitted to hospital. Yeah, yeah, she went to hospital. Um, and so it's probably stage, like midweek. That stage not looking good. Or you'd seen her recover well, from these before. I mean, the fact that she was saying things aren't looking good, we were like, what do you mean? She looks like okay to me. Like she right. has good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't look like an unusually bad day. Right. Yeah. Okay. Obviously doctors can... No things that we can't see to the human eye. Um, And they don't see them as regularly as us either. So we're seeing a gradual and it doesn't seem like much. They might see once a month or whatever and and notice a big difference. Yeah. So she was admitted to hospital. Admitted to hospital, having trouble with her breathing. Turns out she had some fluid on her lungs. I think that happens to people and they get it drained or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like it can be serious, can also not. Yeah. So, yeah. So she goes in, my auntie's down, mum's closest sister, 11 months apart. She was down a lot and um, yeah, like we all went in saying hi to mum. She wasn't in a particular ward yet. It was like pretty full, I think. And then, yeah, we were just 
saying saying goodbye to her that night, but she was wasn't as articulate. Yeah, she wasn't talking as much. Seemed a little bit aloof. <laughs> um, but still not thinking the worst. Like still believing she'll come through this. She's been in hospital many times. Come out and um, yeah. So and, ne- and you had a moment with your pastor. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. So the next day I'm at work and then I get the right. call to come in. Um, my auntie, my auntie called. She said, "I think you should come in." I was like, "Okay." So uh, I was like five minutes from the hospital at Rabina, and so I left work probably within thirty minutes. Got there. I think my brother Brandon was there, and um, mum was on morphine, and so she was technically. I call it under. She was under. <laughs> she was conscious, but she was um, not awake. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then my other other family members arrive, um, except dad. So dad's still in Papua New Guinea. He's still working his butt off. Yeah. Obviously, we've told him by now, yeah. like, mum's not doing well. We're in ho- We're in hospital. Get back here. Um, yeah. Don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so he's trying to get back with charter planes. He's up in the mountains of PNG. It's not the PNG. easiest place to come home from. No, it's not. No. And so, yeah, our pastor Sue was there. And um, and my brother Brandon and I were on either side of mum. We got told she can still hear us. So you can talk to her. So I think we're just telling her that we love her and... I think at that point we actually said it's o- it's okay to go. Wow. Yeah. I think at that point. Because um, then um, Pastor Sue and I were having a chat down the end of the hall. And um, she's like, how are you going? And I was like, well, I'm just – struggling with whether to still believe for the miracle or to let her go or to be ready for her to go. Mm. And this one thing she said to me was, can you do both? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) "Um, (laughs) how dare you ask that of me? (laughs) Um, I guess I just thought about it for a second and I was like, I guess I'll try. Yeah. And so. Can you do both? Be prepared to let her go and believe for the miracle in the same. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah. I've. That. That just stuck with me. And I've. I've had the same conversation with friends. It's a powerful And asked question. them the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so um it defies everything that we consider normal or human. You know, it's it's really outside of sort of this you know, life that we know to be able to think, yeah. I want you here, but I'm also prepared to let you go 
to heaven, a place that ultimately we want to be and we still don't know the glory that we'll experience there. Yeah. Which and, is ultimately so much better than here. Yeah. And so, but my fleshly selfishness Need wants your mom. my mom. Totally. Yeah. I, I wanted to see me get married. I wanted mm. to see me have kids. Like, yeah. I wanted to be around to talk to you and give me more wisdom. Totally. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we went back in the room. Doctor comes in, wants to pull aside the immediate family and my, my auntie and uncle closest and um, and just have a chat to us about what's going on. Sure. So we go down the hall to the sep- other separate room and – and he says, look, things aren't looking great. We don't think she'll last the weekend. And we're all like, what? Mm. And um, and he said, we can either take her off the morphine to see if she'll wake up so you can say goodbye. Um, but she might be in a lot of pain. Sure. Or um, Or we just... Leave her, Leave her on. on, see how long she lasts. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think. I think those are the a two bit, options. A bit of a blur still. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, oh. And to be faced with making a decision of like, do we sw- flick the switch or do we not flick? Kinda, oh yeah. Goodness. It was like hectic. That's so tough. Yeah. So um, we're all there. I guess we kind of... You don't want to... Oh, we're all in a bit of shock, but... And you don't want your mum in pain? No. Like, to know someone's in pain because of... Yeah. You allowing them that. And then thinking, would she want to yeah. see us one last time? Us all there? And so um, before we could even make a decision, someone's phone rang. Right. And one of my other uncles who was still in her room mm. said, I think you better come back. I think she's taken her last breath. Wow. <laughs> so we all just <laughs> dropped everything, ran down the hall, like ran back in there. Yeah. And sure enough, she'd. She'd gone. Wow. Yeah. And no one had to make that decision in the end. No. So we think, I mean, I think a lot of people think this, that our loved ones wait for us to leave the room or go home that night or, or whatever and you and, to leave sometimes. you and Brandy had felt like, you know, you'd said, you know, you've, yeah. got, our, you've got our blessing and our permission and our yeah. love. Yeah. If it's, if it's like, if it's too painful here, like... And I never, I never met your mum. Yeah. But um, I know she loved the Lord, mm. and she desired to be with Jesus. Yeah. But not before her time, of course. Same with my dad. Um, but does that bring you just an incredible joy, knowing? Oh, honestly. <laughs> Here it is, folks. <laughs> if you're listening in, the first tears on the Good Grief Podcast are here. <laughs> I'm tearing up as well. (laughs) (laughs) She was such a faith-filled woman that it it led the way for our grief (laughs) because just knowing she's in the arms of Jesus and that I will see her again one day. Mm. It's just so comforting. Yeah, there's no greater. As hard as it is. To do life without her. Yeah. Not have her here to meet you. Yeah. Um, See our future kids. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, we could not have 
had the grief journey we had if it wasn't for who she was and what she believed and what she instilled in us as kids with our faith. Mm. And the just knowing that you'll see her again. Yeah. You know? Knowing that she's up dancing on the – she loved dancing <laughs> and singing. <laughs> dancing on like streets of gold like yeah. that we can't even imagine the glory that she's experiencing, experiencing right now with Jesus. Goodness. Wow. Yeah. So love to know some things that helped you from that point on. You know, that was a that was a long time coming. From start to finish, first diagnosis to her death in twenty thirteen. How long was that? Years? Yeah, it was like seven years. Okay. Yeah. Long time yeah. dealing with this disease. Yeah. First, people might want to know what happened with Dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> where's Dad? Miss that. Where's Dad? <laughs> Dad got back yes. in like like the next day or the day after. Can't remember. Yeah. Within a couple of days, mm. and um, so obviously they put Mum in the fridge. <laughs> I love how you say that. Let's put her in the fridge. Oh, guys, you've got to laugh about yeah. it now. Like, um, it's what they do. She came out cold. I'm and always, so we had, like. I'm, I'm just always picturing Hollywood movies. Yeah. People hiding in yeah. morgues and things. Yeah. So we had another viewing of her with dad when dad got back. So crazy. Same hospital, just a separate room, the back of emergency somewhere. And um, they willed her out of the fridge and just. She was still dressed, but you know, in under a sh- under the sheet, under the bedding, and she was cold. And we held her hands, and they were cold. But you know what? As a family, we were still believing. You guys were thinking for her miracle. Yeah, it was a sit up. As wild as that sounds, guys. It was like Lazarus. We're, like we're come like, on, Lazarus, this thing, mum. <laughs> like if anyone can, you can, and you'd touch so many lives if yeah. you did. Wow. Yeah, but what I've realized since is that not all miracles are Earthside. Wow. Her miracle is she got to heaven first and she's now healthy and Pain whole. Pain-free. Pain-free. No tears, no suffering. Yeah, she's with her Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. Man, you guys and your... And she's with some of her grandkids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Who that, didn't make it to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. That faith is inspiring and also like just wild. Um, because people are being raised from the dead, you know, it, ar- around the world. It, it happens, it, it's guys. Happening. Like, like, when you want to believe it or not, it happens. Yeah. Um, okay, so seven years, dad made it back. Yeah. We from- ended up having a beautiful celebration for her. Mum mm. loved colour. Mm-hmm. It was just all colour. We asked everyone to wear colour. Um, we had all sorts of rainbow balloons, um, photos hanging off the strings, and yeah, so cool. it was amazing. I actually sung at the funeral. Yeah, which is just... Mum, yeah, mum wanted to do a duet with me. We never got to do it. It was a Kari Job song. I can't remember what it's called. Which is weird because Kari Job was in my dream last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, ruining yeah. our, our worship set that we oh, were playing. No. Sorry, Kari. So, yeah, um, I asked Wendy from our church to sing it with me and I wore orange dress, not too far off that colour. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I actually sang really well, which was so surprising. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Mm. I can 
I can barely sing a worship song without crying, <laughs> let mm. alone at a funeral of my mother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was amazing to have that, that send off for mm. her. So many people came and it totally. was so cool. Yeah. And so with the grieving process, mm. did, did you guys all grieve differently? How did you step into that first and closest person that you've lost? Yeah. And just so, you know, pivotal to your life. Mm. So um, I think when we like got home and things had settled or even, even while we were organizing the celebration service, we just decided as a family to – to keep talking about her. Mm. We just it kind of came naturally. I don't And almost present tense. Like Yeah. Like what would mum do here? Ha ha ha, you know, and have a yeah. laugh about it. Like mum was a pretty funny person. Sure. Um real extrovert and cuz she grew up um English as a second language, she'd often yeah. say funny say things backwards or yeah, like the wrong words <laughs> for the wrong thing and Dad loved that about her. He reckons he could have written a book on all the things so she, she said. I think that's huge too, just speaking about people. You know, I think oh. we just, we shy away from it because we don't want to upset somebody else yeah. or we don't want everyone to end up in tears again. Yeah, we think bringing it up will hurt them, but it actually helps. So if you're a supporter, mm. just know that if you don't know what to do, just talk about, just talk yeah. about the loved one. Yeah. Yeah, ask about them. Yep. Ask something you didn't totally. know about them. And a simple way is like, tell me a story about when they made you laugh yeah. or made you cry or made you, you know, feel amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing to then, once once you've processed some tears, to think about some of those memories and then share that with somebody else. It really keeps them alive. Yeah. Um, and we still do that to this day with your mum, my dad, and yeah. plenty of other friends and family that we've lost along the way as well. Yeah, we like to... Keep um, traditions and things that mm-hmm. they used to do with us yeah. alive, and we like. So, to were do there any traditions together. of your mum's? Yeah, it was always like birthdays and Christmas. There mm-hmm. were always because mum was French croissants. Um, it's always like a kind of champagne breakfast or um, a fun breakfast with always croissants. Yeah, um, or bakery stuff. So, and since. I've come to love almond croissants. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, and I think also something interesting, just hearing you share now, you know, saying mum was, mum was, but even mum is. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, you know mum is a faithful woman. You know, it's yeah. some of those things as well. Mm. Um, speaking in that present tense, I found helpful as well. Yeah. Um, and I know people that are following us and we're, in touch with that have lost people to all sorts of things just saying that person and saying you know what you know if someone's lost a son what is your son's name yeah Uh, we've had so many people just say thank you for speaking their name with is and their name yeah rather than was it can be so painful to think you know a point in time they're no longer anymore Mm. Um, or maybe even feel like some shame or guilt that you can't say their name because they're not here anymore yeah no, that's not a thing. Yeah, we want them to live on for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, what else did you find helpful in the process? Did you go searching out grief like, you know, there's the five stages of grief that people broadly know about. You know, there's podcasts, there's books and there's things. Like, did you go searching for anything? 
Actually, no. No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't wasn't a huge reader, um, so that wasn't on my radar. Um, I'd have to say community was the biggest thing for us. Or for, you guys had a pretty tight community. Church yeah, community. Church community, like friends from church, even if we'd left one church, still had different friends, mm-hmm. like church circles always mixed. Um yeah, even like, yeah, mum and dad's closest friends. Um, work was really good to me. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. How long did you have off work? I think it was only about a week. Yep. Yeah. So straight back in. Felt like it, you were wanted to be back. Yeah, doing I think something. it was. I think it was after mum's celebration. Yeah. That's so different for everybody. To, oh, so different. Some people need the time. Yeah. But. I felt like that first week went so long. Right. Like just felt like forever. Time takes forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time goes so slow. And I was just like, I just can't sit at home crying where she was. You know, sure. I just needed to be active. I needed to be doing something. My job was pretty active. So. Um, and did you feel a struggle going back to church that first week or, you know, singing in church? Like reading the word, praying, anything along those lines? Or did you press into those things? Did they feel? Did you find comfort there? It's different for everybody in terms of like, man, some... Yeah, I definitely like, didn't pull away. Um, so I must, yeah, must have pressed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall staying away or anything like that. Yeah. Sure. Like church was a huge part of our life. You know, mum yeah. always... Yeah, was encouraging us there. So, you know, she led the way and, yeah. And sort of looking back, because it's been almost 11 years now, which is just crazy to think about. I remember hitting the one-year mark and going, oh, my gosh, one year, where did that go? Yeah. You know, and now 11 years, almost later, 10 and a half. Looking back... Was would there be anything that you wish you had done a little differently, or if you were sitting across, you know, from a friend who just lost someone, what would you advise them? Yeah, I've had this conversation with a friend recently who lost her dad, and I, I think I was able to give her this advice before he passed because he also was on a cancer he had journey. Cancer, yeah, yeah, um, and it was just ask them as much as you can and record it too, like. Back, back when Mum was sick, you know, we did we have iPhones then? I can't remember. There was iPhone, but like, but just not the iPhone we have now. Like, it's not just like yeah. amazing cameras where you can just and and endless storage in the cloud, yeah, in the cloud and all of that where you can just yeah have endless. I still had I stuff. still had this um, little you know Sony thing that you put a cassette in and you record yeah. video on the cassette and yeah, yeah it's crazy. So I said to her, just ask stories. Ask heritage, mm. history, record like it. favorite things. Yeah. yeah, record it. Just the sound of someone's voice as well. Yeah. You know, if it's not even video, just audio, just to hear their voice is so comforting after they've, mm. they've passed. I was like, if there's things you want to do with him, say to him, photos, yeah. whatever. I was like, do them now. Like even and that's, this was months before he yeah, passed. And, and also they were faith-filled and you know yeah. praying for the miracle. So it's in yeah. one hand praying for full recovery and in the other, capturing, you know, memories and stories. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. The miracle isn't. Just so you don't get caught out. 
like just so you're not regretful about yeah. anything. I love that. You know, because I mean, everyone dies eventually, so you, you're not good. Those aren't going to be, you know. I was just going to say, that's my aha for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're not going to go to waste. Everyone dies know? eventually. <laughs> So much hope. You guys uh, got one thing out of this episode. That's amazing. Uh, uh, I'm glad that we can laugh. You yeah. know, talking but anyway, about she things. did find that super helpful. Yeah. yeah. And she actioned it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if there was one thing I, I wish I'd asked mum more mm. and I wish I'd been able to record it or write it down or. Yeah something yeah thankful that we do have videos of your mum though and they are classic they are classic so very grateful for that i do feel like i'm just getting to know your mum more and more because of me yeah and your family and you know the stories and all sorts of things which i think is just the reason why it's so special to continue speaking Mm. about those loved ones that we've lost yeah Um, because i'm a benefit you know i'm a benefactor of that and the more you talk about it the more you'll remember because you'll realize as the years go on, things like me telling this story, things do get a bit blurry. And if you haven't talked about them in a little while, you will lose, like our memories aren't. They're actually not that great. Actually not that great. Um, (laughs) Let's be honest. From studies that I've read. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We like to think that they are, but let's just be straight. But they're not as good as we think they are. Hey, this has been, I was going to say fun. It has been, Um, but really really special i'm stoked and grateful to learn more about your journey as we go um yeah and i'm really excited to dive into more of these topics Mm. there's so many things that we've got in store for this podcast uh that we can't wait to dive into yeah uh all of the things in grief and people and people to speak to yeah we've got loads of people and stories to speak yeah we hope you've enjoyed this first episode uh, we'd love for you to come hang out with us online. You can yes, find us at, yeah, find us on Instagram at Good Grief HQ. Uh, and if you've listened in, we would love for you to do either one or two things: rate and review this podcast, just so that um, it sends it out to more people on the platforms across the internet. Yeah, spread the reach. And number two, if you know somebody mm. that's going through grief or on this journey, share away. Please share. Send them a text with the link um, and let's help as many people as we can process grief and find life after loss. Yeah. It's been awesome hanging out. It's been awesome. In the next episode, what are we going to do? We're going to go through your story. That's right. And my grief. (laughs) And your grief. I'm going to make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Been lots of fun. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out on the Good Grief Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Till next time. Ciao. Big love from the Bowlsers. Big love. Ciao.